podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a view from the bridge official podcast of the Belfast Dance for KingdomOfTheDance.com. Today's Tuesday, the 18th of January, 2022. My name's Patrick Smith. The train keeps on rumbling for the Belfast Giants. Three games in the last week, three wins in the last week, and they become the first team to get a semi-final berth in the Challenge Cup. On this week's show, we talk about that Challenge Cup progress and the four points in the league. We'll be touching on all the talking points from the games. Simon's popped down to training, had a word with Lewis Hook, Sam Rupp, and Adam Keefe. We've got news from around the league, and we're going to be joined by Ben Lake for the fan agenda. Mr. David McJimsey, how are you? Good nubbin, Patrick. Nice hat. I, um, thanks. I, um, I've had a week, mate. What a week. I've had a, <laughs> I've, a, I've had a cat incident. I, I'm getting a bit of Thailand done. Man came in latex the floor. He said, don't let those cats in there. He says, ah, don't worry, I'll put a wee barrier up. I went, those, you'll not be able to keep those cats out. And he went, I'll be fine. And I went on to a team's meeting and work, and he left for the day. And I went in the kitchen, and the cats had run through the latex, and then all through the house. Of course they have. And all through the house as well. And then all through the house, yes. All the carpets. Like like you're surprised? uh, I wasn't really surprised, but, you know, but it was a disaster. Sounds like it, mate. That's disappointing. What can you do? Nothing. Clean it up. Clean it up. Get the man back out again. Hit one a boot. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Don't 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 kick cats, kids. Um, Mister Kitchen, how are you? No cats were were hurt in this video, or did you make a video? Uh, I'm okay, but yeah, dead on. Um, I had no latex or um, cats running about the house. Just a 17 year old. It might as well be about the same amount of mess. But um, no, every part matter brings grand. <laughs> and, and also a man who wasn't here last week because Lauren were winning the county Adram hubcap. It is Joel Neil. How are you? Yeah, man, uh, been better to be honest. It's, it's been quite a week. We uh, we st- <laughs> for for those on YouTube, David Jimsey has shown us the the cat's damage. damage Subscribe to the YouTube. Yeah, it was an up and down week for me. Started out with winning the big bid lid for the second year in a row, and I finished it with COVID. So you know, oh yes, you're uh, um you're 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 in COVID protocol. Sw- yeah, swings and roundabouts, boys. But uh, nice to nice to get a bit of change of scenery and see your faces. I was also late onto the show tonight, uh, and you pretty much press record as soon as I appeared. So still trying to catch my breath from walking up the stairs. It's actually quite quite a good week to get the Rona, I suppose, with the Giants being away for three games in a row. So you know, if it had to happen, it's not a bad time. Yeah, not bad. On the bright at all. side. The uh, we're going to get stuck into the show before we do just a couple of bits. Though I had a couple of messages over the week and people saying that when they're listening to the audio, we don't have any music to start or end. That will change. We're just trying to change a few things up, as you can see in the last few while, we've been trying to upgrade a few bits and pieces. So bear with us as some things change. But if you do like the podcast and you do enjoy what we do, just going to say there are means to tell us, and that is you know, you can send us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, leave us a wee message on the youtube account like we're doing a lot of changes here we'd like to hear what you think and uh yeah drop us a wee message on the uh, on the reviews as many stars as you want or a little review on apple podcasts it, it does mean a lot to see what you guys think what you think we might change what we're doing right or what we're doing wrong um, and all these changes cost money patty so if you've got a little business and you'd like to be the sponsor of this show get in touch man we'll take your money and turn this into something better absolutely oh, can it get better davy can I get Absolutely. better? As always, you know, I remember, Paddy, how often do I have to say it? Started listening to this on a little plug-in MP3 player with one AA battery in it, and now look at us. <laughs> and now look at, look at us now. <laughs> I don't know. 
Ah, dear. Right, let's get stuck in, boys. Uh, we've got three games to to discuss. One of which we'll start off. Sorry, we'll start off with the one that took place last Wednesday, and that was the game that where we took on the Coventry Blaze in the second round <clears> of the quarterfinal of the Challenge Cup. And it was a 5-1 win for your Belfast Giants. Goals from Pickenich, Goodwin, Doggett, Conway and Lewis. Hook scoring short-handed with a five. Only one from Coventry Blaze comes from Yanni uh, Kivalati, which was on the power play in the last four minutes of the game. This was, of course, live on Premier Sports and a 7-4 aggregate win for the Belfast Giants, making them the first team into the semi-final a one-legged semi-final that will be hosted by the belfast giants uh goalkeepers tyler besker 24 shots on one goal against at the other side cj mott whose brother scored a lovely goal in the nhl over the week he had 34 saves uh and five goals against um wrestler andrew dalton and stefan hogarth going to chat quickly about this boys because i don't want to say it was unremarkable but it was basically, Davey, a straightforward game of a team with momentum walking into the semi-finals. Um, not so. I don't. I. I. I do, not that do, I. Do, not do, that do, I disagree. Do that. Um, I don't. I, I don't. Um, we we obviously came in one day and, and we had to go with the best foot forward. And and to be honest, I thought over the first twenty minutes we probably rode our luck to come out. Um, with any lead at all, if we had have went in at the end of that first period, a couple of goals down, I don't think we could have complained too much. I thought the Coventry players played really well in the first period. Um, the Giants got the two goals. You get that we put a puck luck, and the two goals quite similar in, in how they were constructed and how they were put away. Getting CJ Mott to try and move left to right and getting one timers off against them. And we went in. We got that bit of puck luck, and we turned the we turned the tie around at the, that stage. <clears throat> one one up at that stage, and. From then, I think we got the two quick goals at the start of the second period, which just killed the tie dead. Um, that was that was the critical time, that middle period to come out. Besco, I thought, you know, as we said, we'll not touch too much in this game. I thought Besco was outstanding. There was one redirected shot that he did really, really well. Keep him at bay. 5-1, pretty comfortable scoreline. Nice to come up with that. Fortunate enough, um, um, shorthanded goal at the end there. I think it's Laker maybe coming out of the, the defensive zone. I don't think there's any doubt about it at all. He trips the... The advancing D man and it pops in across to Hoogie, who does really well to play the one two off Martin and score the goal. But look, as you say, it was comprehensive enough on the scoreline. I think bar the first period, we were pretty dominant and deserved to win, but it just wasn't as straightforward as it as the scoreline might suggest. Simon, the first of a couple of nights off for you being able to watch it without having to commentate. What were your thoughts on the Giants' performance? I, I, to be honest, I would tend to agree with you. I, I thought, I mean. I, I don't necessarily agree with him with regards to if we had been in two down, if it had been two two or you know even three two to us, it, it wouldn't have. I don't think Adam would have, have argued with it because I thought the players started really really well. We scored at a really crucial time, you know, the first what was it five five and a half minutes or something up, but got the first goal. But it's all about the speed, and it's, you know, if they're leading three two. I thought they would have played the game a lot tighter. Um, you know, I. I we we had too many opportunities on the old man rush. Now, yes, when you get the the go ahead goal, so when we went four three ahead on aggregate, but those first two goals were basically two on ones, and and I think Danny Sure would have been raging a lot. I didn't hear his, his after game interview, but I'm sure he would have been giving them a bit of a rollicking over the whole thing because we just they couldn't handle our speed. They just could not handle it. I thought we played very very well on Wednesday night, um, and as Davy touched on, Besco was was absolutely brilliant. Um, it was disappointing 
to concede that goal later on because I know the boys really wanted to put a show on for uh, for another Premier Sports win. And um, it's something that they've been doing all season, which is great. But listen, very, very well at the minute. And uh, long, long, long may I continue. Joel, Conway with one plus two, Goody with one plus two, and that short-handed goal we mentioned for, from Hookie, uh, where he just followed up as a rebound. You know, it, it shows that these guys are firing. Yeah, look, I, I'm, uh, I think we could probably dedicate a whole show tonight to the Giants' top line. They just keep doing it. Um, the, I, I was actually surprised in post-game, to be honest, and, and you know, I, I make no mistake about you guys having a better read of the game than me, but um, I thought the first period was scrappy, but I thought the Giants were, were pacey. I thought Coventry looked leggy, and, and I thought you know, five minutes in, we were we were off to the races. Uh, that top line just keeps doing it. Uh, sort of lovely zone entries to, to play that square pass into the slot and, and step in between the defenders um, and we had them and we have caught out with that a couple of times early going but um yeah look I, I i really i thought it was i thought it was fairly routine to be honest uh, I, I didn't think that the, the first period was as scrappy as maybe others had done um i could tell that we were out from the off to try and find that goal to, to sort of level the playing field um, it was interesting to hear the thoughts of, of people like jj Pekinich who had never had that kind of aggregate score before and how that changes your mentality you know he, he says that you know in hockey you 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 sort of live by oh, okay next night it's a clean slate off we go it was strange to come in and have that sort of uh that disadvantage i thought that they were they were out chasing that very very quickly um but look at uh, job done uh we really brushed them off as as we have done many other teams this season um, and especially lately and it is good i say first team into the, ch- the semi-finals of the challenge cup and um and as was announced at the time because we're top seeds we will be hosting that one last <laughs> game uh, was there was a date on that i didn't jot it down <laughs> 23rd, 23rd of February, I think it is. It is on the 23rd of February. And we're, <clears throat> we're yet to know who the opponents are because the other three quarterfinals haven't done their second leg yet. So, but um, highlights of that, thanks to Premier Sports, available on YouTube from the Giants TV. And let's move on, gentlemen, to, to Friday night. And it was the, the hosting of the Cardiff Devils at the SSE Arena for the first time this season. And it was quite an entertaining game. And it, of course, was a 1-0 victory for your Belfast Giants. That only goal goal coming from Tyler Soy on 38-55. Regards to goalkeepers, Besco with a 34-shot shutout. And Matt Crew, 38 shots on, one goal against. Andy Dalton and Liam Sewell were the toast of South Wales, and they were the referees. (laughs) And we'll come to, we will come, we are going to come to that. But before we reach, sorry, before we reach, Simon, any perceived controversy, um, the Jets were well worth the win, and they were clearly the better team. I would agree with that, absolutely. Um, as Davey would testify, because he's been to the two ones in Cardiff as well, I think we've been the, the better better team in both games in Cardiff. Um, from my perspective, from watching on Devils TV, I thought we'd be brilliant in both games. Um, and just we talk about it quite a lot regarding the, the uh, puck work and the bouncing your way. But on, on Friday night, um, you've got to give it the Devils. I actually think they started better than us. Um, I thought they sort of put us under pressure for the first eight, ten minutes. But Besco was absolutely brilliant. I mean, he was that good. Um, we talk about the, you know, we talk about the not giving anything up on the way up the back end. I was looking at it today. Um, in the last 21 games, we have outshot the opponent in every single game. Um, and that just comes from hard work. Uh, you, you get everybody banned into it. You know, we, we were missing... 
um, a couple of guys on, on Friday night. And, you know, we, we didn't touch on the, the slew foot in the Coventry game. Um, yeah. I think it was absolutely blatant. I couldn't believe. I thought the, the, the officials had a good game on Wednesday night, but I couldn't believe they, they only called a two-minute minor in that. Um, and obviously Goody was uh, hurt and shaken up from that. So he missed the game against Cardiff, uh, which was disappointing because as Joel's already pointed out, that line of Goody, Pekinich and uh, Conway is arguably the best line in the league. Um, I, I just thought we we looked confident the whole way through. We're just looking at the, the goal, which was scored by the Devils. And I'm going to be a wee bit controversial here. Um, I actually think they were a wee bit hard done by. Um, you know, there's not much contact on Besco. If it had went the other way, I think we'd be absolutely raging. Now, do I like all the, 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 the you know, the, uh, I don't like using the S housery word, David, probably because, you know, you're very good at that. But, um, you know, did I enjoy watching all the, the meltdown in, in South Wales? Absolutely. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but, I mean, you're just saying it here. There's not an awful lot in that. Um, and do you know what? Say if Besco doesn't say anything, there's no review. But, yeah. you, they, you know, I know their coach was going off on one about, a, about um, you know, the um, the goaltender having a go and, and basically arguing the point for the officials to go and look at it. Tyler Beskerman is an assistant coach. He is. So he, I don't know. Movie. I wasn't on the ice with him. He made it basically say, hold on here a minute. I want to see a coach's review. I don't know if he did or not. If he did, that's an absolute class tactic by Adam Keith. Um, but the whole aspect of it, it was ruled out. Davey will, will probably come to this because he's more clued in with regards to the rules of the game than I am, and, and uh, especially from the official side of things. It was ruled out because of the situation. It's not a goal. It's in the rule book. And Andy Dalton came out and, and ruled it out. And that noise that came out of the arena was on par with what came out of the arena on the Continental Cup night. Um, and it was <laughs> such a relief. I was sitting, I was sitting with Laura, uh, John Small, and Kelly, who works in the comms team um, at the arena. And the four of us sort of just let out a, 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 a <laughs> in all fairness, the squeal would have been added to the, the arena squeal. So it, um, for when they ruled it out, it was absolutely brilliant. But for finishing off, what a goal by Tyler Soy. I mean, he, he basically just rubs off a couple of guys that are coming through the slot. And how he get to me, you put a bus through the middle of that. And he goes top corner past your man and net uh, Carruth. Um, but, uh, you know, what a finish that was to win a game. And, and, you know, picking up those two points against the Cardiff Devils without going to overtime could be absolutely crucial in three, four months' time. I've got to go, Joel. Um, we're going to, you know, I want to come to the conspiracies and all that sort of nonsense, and we will throw all that one in. But Joel, from a from a from a defensive point of view, I thought the Giants were superb, and there was also a bit of feistiness in this game. You look at the, what happened, Lake Crandall and Cox all getting sent to the box for uh, for for a bit of a a mild scrum in the goal. Mouth. I know some media outlets called it a massive brawl. It wasn't a massive brawl; it was a bit of scrum no. in front of the goal. But there was a bit of a, a bit of feistiness between these two teams, as you've come to expect in the last number of years. That to me, uh, I don't care what anybody says. Belfast versus Cardiff is one of the form rivalries of the elite league over the past few years. There's always fireworks. There's always controversy, and there's always that energy online of people wanting to get one up on each other. And um, this proved that you don't have to have a goal fest to have an absolute classic in hockey or in the elite league. This is a game that had it everything from the the atmosphere, the playoff atmosphere that the players and the coach talked about, uh, through to the the aggression and the physicality on the ice. Massive talking 
tipping point, uh, which we're just looking at on the screen right now. And obviously, as you guys have said, Tyler Soy's fantastic goal. Um, defensively, the Giants were stunning throughout. There were one or two hiccups. You know, in the first period, there was that kind of bad uh, pass from Rupp, I think it was, from behind, which which led to a turnover, and, and Besco had to step up and, and make the big save. Um, but for a game that had absolutely everything, I, I was on my way out of the arena um, and you sort of bump into people outside as you do. And, and even just uh, in conversations after I got home, the number of people that said to me, do you know what? I really needed that game tonight. I needed to to feel that energy and to feel, uh, uh, listen, we're not going to, uh, you know, uh, rest on our laurels and, and and sort of take for granted that the Giants are on a streak and they're freely scoring and whatever else. But that game captured, I think, what it means for everybody that loves this team and loves the sport and loves the moments that this sport can provide. And it's it's no accident that says is comparing it to that night in the Continental Cup when Dustin Johnner scored in the final and, and the roof nearly came off the arena. It sounded similar. Uh, this, I think, has re-energized the fan base. I think it's re-energized the team as well. And it's going back to what you were talking about earlier. It takes a lot more than just winning games it sounds stupid it takes a lot more than just scoring goals and trying to win games to win a championship it takes a bit of luck it takes these big moments it takes uh moments that that turn your momentum and that can push you on to, to bigger and better things this was one of those nights that and i'm not gonna get ahead of myself but looking back at the end of the season i think we're gonna talk about this night as a turning point for everyone associated with the club it was fantastic davy why were the belfast chance a better team in this game I thought defensively superb, as, as you said, Besco obviously coming up with the uh, the shutout. The three games that we've played against Cardiff, I think that Besco and Carruth have been the best player for either team on all three occasions. I think that uh, Carruth again, he's only conceded one goal away to the Giants, and you're, he's given his team a chance to win. But defensively, the Belfast Giants were able to shut them out at the other end. We keep um, we have been keeping teams very perimeter at the minute. It's very good. We're very tight down the seam. We don't let we don't let teams attack down our spine where we force them to the outside and then we get back into the house and, and defend very well that way. I thought, you know, I've talked about our suffocating four checkers, I've called it, like the goal that we score. The Devils, I think, have either three or four chances to get it up the wall and get it out and the Jazz pick it off at the points, get it back deep again. So I did it himself, won it in behind the net, pucks turned over, they can't clear it. Sam Roop ends up, I think, on the left point, rimming it back around the boards where Bush picks it up and feeds it in the soil and he's just lovely little soft play into the middle there and pops it up over the shoulder for a lovely finish as far as the goal that was disallowed i know simon said i would, I would talk about it I'm, I'm happy enough obviously happy enough with it had it been at the other end would i have been disappointed simon i don't know yes obviously because it would have been against us but like i think um 80 said it on paul 80 said it on commentary the letter of the law is the letter of the law he's in the blue paint you can see it clearly here we'll pause it the rule, I think it's rule 150 in the IHF. the goalie has to be allowed to make the save. And as you see there, this puck is travelling in towards the net at this point. Besco's coming around with the blocker arm and he, he makes he makes contact with the player. He can't continue to make that save. And that puck just scoots past him and no more. So I don't know if there's no contact there, does Besco make the save? Perhaps it's impossible to tell. Impossible to tell. But um, Liam Sewell and... Um, Andy Dalton have gone to the box. You can hear it on the audio on the on the Premier Sports, and rewind it there, pause it there, blah blah. blah. And uh, you know he's like, so he's in the blue paint. Do you agree? So this is the process that went through. He's in the blue paint. Do you agree? Yes. He's made contact with the goalie. Do you agree? Yes. And then I think it's Liam Sewell says, "Look, I'm happy enough 
the goalie can't make the save there. The goalie's not able to get a stick around. Do you agree? Yes. No goal then? Yes. So they went through a process. It wasn't just that they ran in the box and went, oh, let's try and find some way of, of scrubbing this out. They went through the process. They went through the rule. And the, ultimately, to the letter of the law, they've got the right decision. And we've came up and we've talked about these wee bits of puck luck and, and stuff you need. We've came up, we needed that little bit of luck to, to take a win in regulation. Though, I think we were very good value for it. I thought defensively we were the best team. I thought offensively we were the best. I actually think through all three zones we were the best team. And we got that little bit of better goaltending by one goal and on. You know, taking off my way from the Cardiff Devils, I think these are the two best teams that I have seen. Um, we've only had one real look. We've watched a few games of Sheffield against other teams. We've only seen Sheffield against us once when we had, you know, we had an awful night at the office. So, wait and see what we're like against Sheffield going forward. But I think the right result on the night. And I think with the three games of Cardiff, especially with losing two of them, we certainly deserved one because I don't think Cardiff could complain if the points were a little bit more evenly spread over those three games. A big, big shout out to the guy running the laptop. Big fan. <laughs> big fan. Of Some of the conspiracy but, theories coming out of South Wales, just, I have to say, were absolutely magnificent. Just to go with those conspiracy theories, he actually here. Yeah. Because Liam Sewell's mic'd up or Andy Dalton, I'm not sure which of the two of them or both of them mic'd up. Were they saying to the guy, can you stop it there? Can you rewind that? Can you show it? Can you change that angle? Can you stop it? when he... And, and the, the thing about them, somebody saying, oh, he was telling the refs what to do. I think, I'm paraphrasing here, but the refs say to him something like, can you stop it when he's in the blue paint there? And he stops it and says something like, he's in the blue paint there. As in, is that where you want it stopped? Yep. Not... He's in the blue paint. Yeah. You know, he's doing what he's doing what he's asked. So, you know, that's not as far as that's 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 not getting away of some magnificent magnificent conspiracy theories. Far too much common sense being applied there. Wonderfully entertaining. Over the <laughs> it was fantastic. And and I found out that uh, Jonathan backwards baseball cap wild thing is no longer a Cardiff Devils fan, he's actually a Sheffield Steelers fan. So what? that's quite a jump. That's people, quite a jump. People who jump ship. Brilliant. Love it's mostly orange. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you'll never find. Anyway. <laughs> yep. So there's a, a brilliant win for the Belfast Giants. The first win we've talked about in, in over the last number of weeks when we faced the Cardiff Devils. We were looking to get that win despite at times being the better team. And we got it on Friday. The highlights, thanks to Premier Sports, are available again on YouTube from the Belfast Giants TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we move on to one that I enjoyed greatly <laughs> and that was on uh that was on really Saturday <laughs> that, I really I really did and that was on Saturday at uh, in Altrium against the Manchester Storm of course the Belfast Giants lost 3-0 in their last trip that I didn't enjoy that uh he this really time didn't. not so bad uh Ben Lake opened the scoring on 244 uh, I shouted over the top of the plexi, and these Manchester lads just like shoulders back started like off of the out. Anyway, that was good. Um, ben Lake scored a 244 to open the score. Zach Sullivan uh, leveled it up a little under 30 seconds later, but then the Giants started to pull away. Ben Lake with his second, 11 seconds into the second period. Then Scott Conway, JJ Pekinich with a remarkable finish short side. Uh, Jordan Boucher with a goal of the game on the power play going coast to coast. And then Jordan Boucher with just about a minute and a half left, making it 6-1 to your Belfast Giants. Uh, Jason Bakashihua, that's what I'm going with. Bakashihua, Bakashihua, Bakashihua. 40 shots on, six goals against. 
Tyler Beskarowani, the official Elite League website says 15 shots on. Not so sure it was even as many as that. One goal against your refs were Dean Smith and Matt Rose. Joel, faster, crisper, more clinical team. Yeah, I think it was Griffin Reinhardt's interview with yourself, Paddy. I know you made your way around the entire Belfast Giants roster in post game. I was but a happy it was, man. I was a happy yeah, man. you're listening. It seems like you enjoyed yourself. Um, it, it was him talking about the lessons learned from the last trip there. That's a fast transition rink, uh, and, and the way we addressed that game the first time around just didn't cut it. And you could tell crisp, fast passing, lots of movement of the puck, lots of movement of players, and it paid off. Uh, you know, pretty much instantly. Um, I think. If it's okay, can we just dedicate the rest of this show to the replay of Jordan Boucher's Coast to Coast? Because if that was in any other league in Europe, uh, a lot of people have said it on Twitter, if that was on, on in the AHL or anywhere in Europe, that would be wildly viral by now. Just an absolutely stunning goal. Um, but yeah, look, uh, the, the positive here is the Giants learned the lessons from their first trip there. And uh, we've said it before on this show that everybody has one stinker of a trip to Manchester, uh, but we went back in there. Uh, I think we managed bodies. We managed our energy levels extremely well. Uh, Coach uh, talked the, the night before about how that had been an emotional win against Cardiff and, and that going on the road to a difficult rink like Manchester, managing the bodies, managing the shifts um, and just the players' energy levels would be critical in getting that win. And my goodness, did we ever. Um, and also just momentum seems to have driven us on from that. You know, we, we were off and running very quickly. Uh, there was that slight scare when, when Solly scored, I think his first league goal of the season uh, from, from the point. Um, but, but again, and just a character win for the Giants to rally and continue to hammer uh, and get the job done. Uh, but yes, lessons learned and, and all good. Davy Ranfinnerty called Belfast as post-game the best team in the league by some distance. Obviously, there were lessons learned, as we spoke about there, with regards to the 3-0. You know, we see what the ice conditions are like. In fact, I had a, I had a, I had a friend of friend of mine from around the corner who'd never been to a, a British hockey game before, and he was commenting in the, um, in the period break about how wet the ice looked and how you know when it's cut and how it's, it looked like a swimming pool at times. And that's the way the ice is there. And that's the less, some of the lessons that we had to learn. Um, we learned them. Yeah, I think almost what we did, if you look at the highlights, you know, we played almost in, in bringing the Manchester Storm to us and then hitting them with our transition speed. Like um, Lakers' first goal comes from our own defensive zone, two breakaways that we got, um, um, Bush going coast to coast. And then the last one, actually, where Manchester are breaking out and Bush recognises at the last minute here we're going to pick it. I think it's Max Stewart pokes at the soy and Bush recognises they're not getting this out of the zone and he wheels around and gets in front of the net. Lovely nifty move. That finish from JJ Pickens ah, is ridiculous, it's, by the way. It's fantastic. Um, I thought we got down. I talked about our scene being really, really strong. I thought they were a bit weak down the centre, but pace, speed kills. We've talked about this a few times in the podcast over the years. JJ Pickenich, Jordan Boucher, Ben Lake, who, by the way, says says we'll wax theoretical about Laker. He's had a, a great season, but certainly a really, really strong January and December. But um, I just thought we had too much pace for them. They ran out of legs because they'd just been literally battered from the first minute. With getting that goal um, off the off the face off from at the start of the second period was a bit of a killer for them. You know, they went then one each at the end of the first and they thought that a wee bit. Don't underestimate the skill level there from Coops to kick it up on the stick, to take a difficult pass, to flick it up with, off his boot, out of the air with the stick, and then Laker to recognise there's an opportunity there to come across. Getting Bakashua side to side, I, I just thought it was a really, really comfortable... Just watching that goal again. <laughs> We're all getting distracted. <laughs> it, it is distracting, I remember... Sis was out doing a, a mercy journey on Saturday night. He had to miss a bit of the game. 
and I phoned him literally as it went in. Says, you know, that mate, you'll not believe what, what what's just happened. He said, what, 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 what's happened? And then somebody cut me off, says, didn't they? Somebody hung up on me. But uh, he <laughs> rang me back and I said, I will not, will not say it was Laura, sure, will um, we'll go said so, like he's gone into his own defensive zone. He's picked it up on the half wall, going down the left side, round behind Pesco's net, and he's just put the jets on. And that's what yep. he's done. And he's just done it with pace. And he only has to make a couple of little nifty moves. He doesn't have to do anything to be brilliant because they're on his, they're on their heels. He's attacking, and wow, what a goal! And as you say, worthy of any, <clears throat> excuse me, worthy of any highlight really you'd ever put together. But really good turnaround performance, considering how badly it went the last time. Lessons learned there. And the speed back to front, unreal. David, sorry, David, I'm going to jump in there. Paddy, you were at the game. Um, you would have got a better view than than most people. So what was your view on it? It was through the bottom of a pint glass. The the um, <laughs> no, I, I can't add very much to what's been said. I thought that the difference being that we, the storm weren't breaking the play up as much in the neutral zone as they had been in the previous visits. And that was what was getting us down. We were catching them on the break. You see, you see from Scott Conway's goal where it just comes out under and he just, he's gone and he's in, in Bacasio and it's finished. Same JJ on the, on the right hand side. He's in acres of space because of the quick movement to get in that position. Uh, even the goal, the last goal from Jordan Boucher, straight down the middle and finding that space and you're clean in, you know, you don't get me wrong. Manchester have problems. Manchester have some serious problems. They've lost, was it, they've lost six on the bounce. Now they've got three wins in their last 10 games. You know, they're, they're a team that even um, I think Ram Finnerty said after his um, after the game in his interview, you know, since the whole COVID break that they've had to have, they've had no bounce, they've had nothing in their game, and they find it tough to get back into it. We were the much better team, absolutely, but Manchester didn't put up much of a fight, and I think that's reflected in the shot count that was on Besco. Besco was wasn't really challenged. Um, the goal that went against them from Sully coming through traffic, you know, it's it, it's it, you know, it's a tough one. It, it's coming from from distance, but uh, but after that, the, there was nothing really on him at, a, at the um, at the joyous stand in the, in the back row next to, to Lynn, uh, who's uh, Besco's uh, mother-in-law more or less, and uh, the um, uh, had a great time chatting, and you know, but she was even saying that. He wasn't being he wasn't being challenged and and I, that's the way I saw it. Storm didn't bring anything to this game and the Giants just took over. In regards to the, the 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 goal of the game, which is of course is the, the the Boucher goal. I think there's a mark in my hand. I don't know if you can see that, but there's a big red mark there in my hand from me mm-hmm. pu- punching the um the wall behind me to make it just bang because it's all ten walls just going. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> it's just a lot. Well, where was it going, Paddy? What a go! Where was it going? The um. Thought it was but, the standards. Uh, standards. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my hand started bleeding, but it was um. <laughs> It was just remarkable, you know. Yes, we were on the power play, but there, there it is. There for those watching on YouTube, there's one, two inside through the middle of the other two and finish. And fantastic goal sets up the fact that shows how dominant we were in the game. Um, and then finally, the, the you know, we talked about the JJ finish. The other bit that made me laugh was right at the very end. Max Stewart, of course, getting an assist on that last goal, and then um, Austin Albrecht decides he's just you know. 
just going to shoulder him to the floor. <laughs> so fair play to Mac goes down, gets up, whatever. And then about 30 seconds later, Albrecht's going to the box for slashing. It's just, he's absolutely this, yeah. livid. And it was uh, quite entertaining. At the end of the day, Simon, an entertaining game. Um, and uh, I, I went home a very, very, very happy man. Do you enjoy it? I thought it was brilliant. Again, I had to pop out for a wee bit. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I watched the game back on, on Saturday night when I got finished, and uh, I just thought they were brilliant. Uh, it's one of those ones where we all know it's a tough place to go into, um, but we didn't, you know, we, we learned our lessons from the first game. They could not handle our speed. We talked about the Cardiff Devils, the Card- talked about the Coventry players. We, you know, when we're rolling, we're rolling, um, and we're, we're playing really, really well at the minute. And, like we've obviously a massive game tomorrow night against the Glasgow clan, but when when we're when we're moving our feet, when we're just following the process that Adams have in place, and don't forget, you know, we're missing guys in the lineup. You're missing a fifty goal scorer. Okay, he hasn't had a great start to the season, but he was on the ice yesterday and he was on the ice today. So mm-hmm. you know, he's for somebody who hasn't been on the ice for nearly two months. I thought he actually looked okay. He's going to have to get his. His fitness and all sorted out, um, but I thought he he looked okay. And, and uh, when he came off, it's great to see his wee red face again. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's it's you know it's great to have Darcy back. Um, we'll have pretty sure Goody will be back tomorrow night. Um, and you know again, it, it's one of those ones where we just need to keep on rolling one game at a time and and see what we can do. Oh, I was going to ask you something else, Paddy. You were talking about. Uh, your uh, your new fan club, the Patrick Smith fan club from the tavern in in Altrincham. What's that all about? Didn't think he was going to go there. Let's just say I got absolutely done. Let's just <laughs> like I got absolutely. I may have had a few pints in me. I certainly had a few pints in me, but I got absolutely wound up and I got done. I and and do, you know do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? Absolutely deserved it because yeah. as I said, because as I said on the way to the game, I said if we lose this game, I'm going to be insufferable because I'm going to be so angry. But then I also said, if we win this game, I'm going to be insufferable. Yeah, you know, and we won the game. That's and I went sport party. That sport party, you take it and you give it. And if yeah, somebody does it. you and you deserve it, you take it on the chin and go. Deserved it. Walked, I walked Fair into play. the tavern and I sort of took the mic out of some of the Storm fans, and then I got done and got told things that weren't true. And yeah, anyway, that's that. That's that. Listen, great but here win. just before oh. just before you move on, Simon said there about um, you know Darcy coming back and missing Goody, and we've missed Cam over weeks. So we've missed different players. I think we're many games that I hit earlier earlier on. Sam's 31, 33, 33 played so far. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. So early 30s games played. We have lost 61 games in terms of import games this season. I know imports, Brits and all. It doesn't really matter. We've lost 61 games to injury. Um, plus then obviously later missed a few games and stuff at the start of the season. So we've missed, you know, so we're the, over those games, we're generally two men light. And we're still rolling, as Sam says, with a little bit, almost two new, almost a new signing coming back here with Darcy. You know, he'll be chomping at the bit to get going, and he has nothing to prove to anybody. But internally, he will want to be proving himself again because that's the kind of guy he is. You know, he'd be determined to come out and hit the straps running, go quick at it. So, you know, looking forward to him getting a few games under his belt here in the not too distant future. Yeah, yeah. Here, here, looking forward to it. Uh, the highlights of this game are from Storm TV. Let's go to the fan agenda and bring in a man who scored two goals in that very game that we've just been talking about. The opening two goals of the game. Please welcome back to the View from the Bridge, Ben Lick. How are you? All right, boys. Thanks for having Hi, me. 
Thanks for joining us, Laker. Let's let's just have a quick chat about that game on on Saturday. The two go two two goals that you scored in that storm game and the lessons that were learned. Um. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think I said after the game, it's uh, it's kind of a pretty tough one to get up up for after after that big night against Cardiff. Uh, obviously, very high emotion game. Um, kind of a lot of back and forth. I think. Um, so yeah, kind of getting an early flight after the next morning and heading into Manchester building, uh, we lost in earlier in the year and we didn't, uh, we didn't play very well. I think it can, it can go either way. Right. So I think, um, I think credit to the boys and everyone, um, we kind of said to ourselves, I, I could kind of feel it before the game, to be honest, uh, that we all wanted to prove to each other that we could, uh, kind of do the job in a, in a building like that, um. We've struggled a bit in in smaller buildings, so it was it was nice to go out there and kind of dominate the game from puck drop. Um, I don't think they really had had much. I think we we actually went over. We did video this morning, and they had six shots, or yeah. I think maybe eight. They had eight shots. Eight, eight all shots. Night, so eight shots all game. Yeah. Yeah, the, the official total was fifteen, but it, it, like on the elite league website, but there's nowhere near that. It must be. About yeah. That. So I think we all saw that in the video, and we were all kind of kind of amazed by that so yeah i think that just shows what a what a dominating performance that was and i think we had all three lines going and um all our d were solid and yeah like i said giving up eight shots and they uh they didn't really have a sniff all game so um it was it was a, a really good performance by everyone and uh it was nice to get a four point weekend there like are you talking there about the defense being solid and and, and Besco obviously being playing out of his skin at the minute, but defensively as a as a unit, the, the forwards are really buying in this defensive kind of structure that we're building. They'll last the attack with speed. Is that something that you've been working on a lot in practice? Yeah, it's it's kind of something Kiefer stresses pretty well every day. Um, and I've never really been on a team where it's like every single guy, every single forward is buying into kind of applying back pressure, allowing our D to stand up and kind of take take their rushes on full on. It, it just makes it so much easier for our D to step up at the blue line when we have at least one guy tracking back with puck pressure. So um, it's, it's, it's kind of fun to watch and seeing everyone buy in like this. And yeah, to answer your question, it's something we, we kind of stress on and work on every day in practice. And and just the 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 come back on that just before Simon comes in there, like look at the stats that doing them doing them each week there. The amount of blocks that people people are really sacrificing. Like against Coventry last week, we're five one up and people are diving in front of the pucks. Rainers costing a pound every time. But like people are diving in front of the pucks at five one up with a the game effectively over. Yeah. No, we I guess that's uh, that's what happens when you have boxing in for a couple of weeks. <laughs> but, <laughs> nice, <laughs> but no, it's yeah, it's. I think the uh, the buy-in from this team right now is kind. Of, it's never in question. Uh, everyone's everyone's willing to do whatever it takes to win games, and um, and it's yeah, it's it's fun to be a part of, and everyone's got each other's back on the ice, and I think it's kind of showing. The results are kind of showing in that, and um, <coughs> so, like I said, it's fun to be a part of, and watching everyone do their part to uh, help the team win. Laker, I just want to touch on, I mean, obviously you're, 
let's just say one of the most experienced players in the team. I don't want to go into the age side of things, um, <laughs> but you know, you're one of the most Thank experienced you. in the team. It's our one. It's our youngest team in the 20 years that we've been playing. It's, I'm pretty sure it's the youngest team we've ever had. Um, but it seems to be a complete buy-in from everybody. Is that coming from the leadership group, or is that it's just literally sort of spreading like wildfire the whole way through the season? Um. Well, firstly, you can't really see my gray hairs on here, so that's a good sign. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's anything that we uh, we really talk about all the time or at all, really. I think it's kind of just the, the personnel that we brought in. I think Kiefer and Steve have done a really good job of bringing in guys that have that buy-in factor and have that kind of character that – that you need to win uh, to win hockey games. So I think uh, up and down the roster, you've got guys that are willing to do whatever it takes. Like I said, um, so it's yeah. I wouldn't say it's anything coming from the leadership group um, per se, but it's just it's down to the guys we we brought in. And um, so yeah, it's 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 really great to be a part of it. Laker, uh, and Patty, if you don't mind, I'm going to sort of steal a question from Twitter and expand on it just slightly. Um, Adam Beck says, what's different this season compared to 2019-20? Um, I wanted to kind of ask you about that anyway, to be honest. You know, you, you had that first season coming here um, from the Coventry Blaze, which was obviously curtailed uh, short. Um, but a lot of the conversation in the stands this season has been about you and just about how you come back, uh, just, you know, lit on fire, um, offensive production, just everything, everything about your game seems to have upped even further from that last season um is it important was it important you to come back to belfast to have that full season and get a fair crack at it um and and what has changed for you since the the 2019-20 season and and obviously the lockdowns and pandemic um do you mean like for me personally or as a team yeah for for you personally um did you want to come back did you want to get a full season um and and what about your game and what about you is it's kind of different from that that last season if anything yeah um obviously yeah of course i wanted to come back um there was I, I really enjoyed my first year, first season here. Um, had an awesome group of guys and really loved the city, loved the fan base, loved everything about the team. So it was basically a no-brainer for me to come back. Um, and then obviously this year we've kind of taken that step up as a team. And uh, I think our, our main problem two years ago was we just really had a hard time scoring goals. And I think for me personally um, – Obviously, didn't have the best start, um, kind of due to injury and then suspension there. Um, so I just it was kind of a bit of stop and go for myself. And um, now, sort of feeling, kind of I've gotten a good run of games here and kind of gotten my legs back under me. Um, playing with two really good guys, really good line mates who uh, I think we're complementing each other as well. And I think kind of the biggest thing is not being kind of totally relied on to be that guy every night that's going to, if if I don't score goals, then we won't win a game. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we've got cons and picks and Goody kind of doing that job for us right now. So the pressure's not as huge as it was two years ago. So um, I think that's, that's really helped myself a lot. Um, and we've obviously got three lines that are contributing. Obviously those three guys up at the top are kind of in a league of their own right now. Um, so that's 
and it's uh, it's pretty fun to watch those guys play and kind of just help them out and contribute ourselves. And when it, on a night when they don't kind of get three or four points, then uh, then we obviously have to be the guys that step up and and kind of help the team win. So I think you're being far far too modest there for the record, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's but it's a good answer. Thank you. No, I, I mean I. I Personally, I don't. I haven't changed anything really. Um, obviously, that that season off was pretty strange. Uh, kind of like playing games in the league below, and then the elite series, yeah. And then going right into the world championships from that. Um, but yeah, nothing's really changed from a mindset perspective. But it, it's it all comes down to confidence and kind of comf- comfortability with your line mates and. Obviously, Kiefer knows what I bring, so he kind of has put me in a good spot here in the last uh, couple months for myself to succeed. So, yep. um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. I'm having fun playing. So, yeah, it's long may it continue. On that sort of note, just taking a couple from Twitter here, Licker, Tail Trooper uh, asks, you know, when you took that drop down in the NIHL in, in November 2020, was that purely to stay sharp or was that to, to pay the bills? Um, no, it was just, I was, it was more so something to do. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was here, uh, in the UK. Um, well, we were living in, uh, my girlfriend and I we were living in home Firth, which is like, uh, 40 minutes from Sheffield. Um, and, uh, I was just, I was, well, I still am doing some marketing work for a company. Um, so I don't know. It was like we were in full lockdown, right? So it was, it was kind of an excuse to get out of the house and I would go train on Tuesday and Thursday nights and uh, play a couple of games on the weekend. So um, I didn't know what was going to happen in the future. I didn't know there was going to be the elite series to happen. I was, it was, everything was kind of up in the air. I wasn't really interested in going and playing abroad. Um, I just saw more value in kind of gaining work experience. Um, rather than going away to play in some random country. Um, so, but yeah, and then, yeah, the opportunity came up, uh, played from, I don't even know what it was, October till, I guess, maybe April. Yeah. Played a few, and then and then the Elite Series happened. So, but no, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, met some good guys. Um we ended up going, I think, twelve and zero in that series. We had Kirky on our team, and um, so that was pretty enjoyable to watch him do his thing out there. Um, and then, yeah, so no, it was it was most mostly kind of just to stay in shape and get out of the house and do something. One uh, one more from Twitter, Alan Brett, just basically asking, do you have any pregame rituals? Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm one of the guys that uh, I really – the only thing I'll do that is the same every game is play two-touch with the boys. Um, I don't know. I'm a, firm belie- I'm a firm believer in uh, – <laughs> no. Sis says no. I said, how's your two-touch game? Sis says no. Uh, Crushed him there. What would, what would you know, Sis? <laughs> uh, uh, I've been watching you know, a wee bit like, you know – yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say I'm the best by any stretch of the matter. But you've you touched like a baby elephant. Yeah, no, I got a pretty good touch. I'm just, I got a, I got a touch like Coutinho. 
Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Here, tell, tell us this, actually. Who's who's the best at two-touch? Uh, oh, God. I don't want to say names because I'm sure they'll Okay, be. who's the worst? It has to be a Brit. It has to be a Brit. No, the worst is Wiss, 100%. I'll take that. 100% dogs. Uh, dogs, at least dogs at least tries. Wiss just stands there and watches the ball go over the place. Um, what about Hookie and Longer, the self-professed football guys? Longer doesn't even play. <laughs> Hookie's all right. Hookie's all right, yeah. He, he usually, him and Gary usually, uh, they kind of gun for me, so I don't appreciate that much. But um, all in good fun. But, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I won't say the best because I won't hear the end of it. It'll, it'll. I don't want to blow anyone's head up too much. Well, here let's let's blow Coop's head up a wee bit. Um, your second goal, I think it was on Saturday night, comes from cross ice pass where Coop's has to take it a little bit of two touch, pops it up in the air one times at a cross, and you're coming in at the back post. Is that is that from the two touch or is that just a lucky play? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's another guy that doesn't even play. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, that was lucky uh, then. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty special. It's it's a shame you can't really see it that well on the video there, but um, it was nice. Yeah, it's unreal play. I kind of just I knew he was over there, and I threw him an absolute grenade of a pass, and <laughs> he kind of took it off his foot and then whacked it out of midair, and I and then the puck rebounded right to me and had a wide open net so yeah that was definitely one of the assists of the year i just want to ask you a, a little bit about the psychology of coming back from an injury that was a horrible injury you took right and early in the season and as soon as you came back into the game you didn't miss a beat in terms of your physical game that you play you know you've been getting involved and any little scrum going even there on friday night was taking a couple of card if devils players i'd get a bit of a a bit of a, a a fight earlier in the season as well. Was there any point you just parked that injury completely as soon as you were fit again? Or is there anything ever in your head about that? Don't want to get punched in the face here. Yeah, I mean, um, well, I guess I can say now, like I I probably came back a little sooner than I should have. Um, well, from the doctor's advice, but um, I wouldn't say. Well, when you have a cage on, there's not really much risk. So I wasn't per se thinking about it all that much. Um, I guess by the time I don't know, by the time I had the cage off, it had been probably I don't even know twelve weeks since the surgery. So um, it felt like pretty pretty rock solid and pretty my cheekbone felt kind of back to normal again. So. It was kind of something I didn't really think about anymore, mm. which was kind of for the best. And but I guess just playing with the cage, I was probably thinking about it more, just because you're not used to the cage, and um, and it's just it just goes through your head when you you're constantly having to put that helmet on. You're seeing a cage, and it just reminds you of that injury all the time. But um, once I, once I had the cage off, I kind of felt back to normal again, and um, yeah, so. I wouldn't say I was thinking about it all that much, but yeah, I guess it's always in the back of your head a little bit. Vicar, I just want to touch on where we are right now. Um, we're in a really, really rich vein of form. Big game tomorrow night. I know we, the guys aren't looking ahead past the game on Wednesday night, but you know, from 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 a fan's perspective, the boys that are the rest of the on the podcast and the ones here in the stands watching, you know, we're we're dreaming big this year. We you know we all want to 
just like you, we want to make sure you know, do whatever we can to help you guys be successful. Um, and it's one of them ones where from in the room, and again, I know you, you probably aren't collectively talking about it, but are you during the dream to a certain extent? Yeah, I think so. Um, anytime you kind of go on a run like this and in the position that we're in, um, I think the goal is to win trophies. So um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's not something we're kind of actively discussing right now. Um, that being said, we're right now we're two wins away from a trophy. So um, I think if we kind of just keep playing the way we're playing, um, it's, it's obviously going to, it's going to be tough. Like Sheffield, they're not losing games at the minute. Um, uh, Cardiff are a strong team. We're kind of still behind them, obviously with games in hand, but, um, but yeah, I, I would say our, our thoughts are on that league title right now. And I think we just need to keep doing more of the same. Um, and kind of just win these games. And then once we play Sheffield, I think as long as we keep winning games, going up towards them, and then when it comes to that, they're, they're going to be like playoff games. The intensity is going to be sky high. So, um, And it's something I'm looking forward to. It's it's not a position I've been in in this league. Um, so I, I can't wait to uh, kind of get down the stretch and hopefully we're kind of in that position where we're in a spot to uh, put ourselves top of the league. Well, I just want to finish off from my side of things about talking about women. Uh, and <laughs> the, the bet oh, yes. that we had um, from the season before last, which carried forward to this year, and Liverpool not beating Spurs a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, and the 20, the 20 British pounds, um, which uh, should be paid. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. But, no. um, obviously, obviously, I after I paid my bet to you, um, you know, I didn't have any notes available. But um, yeah, it, it, uh, you know, it's just the way it goes. Are we carrying yeah. this forward to the next game? Okay, yeah, you don't have to. You don't. You don't have to. You don't answer that. Five P coins. Says <laughs> says doesn't want to make a, make a big deal of it. He yeah. just his his standard method of communication is the official Belfast Giants podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know he doesn't Actually, he doesn't have WhatsApp. Or the funny thing is, we didn't even discuss a bet. He just comes in one day and says, "Hey, you owe me 20 like, What? The beef fair. That's how you get it. To be fair, Joel, I was there Christmas down at the rink with Kitchy and he was at Laker every day. You owe me 20 quid, you owe me 20 quid. And Laker's so like, I'm not even sure what I'm you're scared. talking about. I didn't know. Even, we didn't the even Queen's no soldiers. He comes down, I'm going on the ice one day. He goes, hey, hey, you owe me 20 pounds. I was just like, what? He's <laughs> like, no, right something. First to get what was that? it? Two, two, two draw? Yeah, is, this a, is this based on the fact that Liverpool didn't win? Is that it? Right. You're, no, you're claiming so you're the, claiming victory on Spurs drawing. Come on, yeah, says. the last bet that we had it was and Liverpool taught, taught us a lesson that Ben Furness. But they absolutely did. Um the last shut up, Paddy. He's not a Liverpool <laughs> fan maker. You do <laughs> high fives with him above you. I'm packing that. Um, I'm packing that. But the uh the last the last game we bet on, which was obviously the season before last, Liverpool taught us a lesson. And the bet was Spurs. Or sorry, Liverpool would win, and I says right, okay. So the draw or Spurs win, then I'm a winner. So it's a three-way bet. I win. You don't even know the bet. It's pretty complex. Give me a piece. It doesn't matter. If you want to do it again for the next game, I'm your man because Spurs are on the way back up. 
12, yeah, 12, 12 yeah, points okay. behind Liverpool. I'm just happy one point to make this bet now that we've got an agreement in place. And then you can okay. ask to get paid up. Hey, let me just <laughs> no let me just establish the rules. Says you're for Tottenham Hotspur. Laker, you're yes. for Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, he says. He's, he's, even got, he's even got a jersey. What a surprise. He's even got a jersey <laughs> with Van Dijk on the back of it. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Right. I'm going to bring it. Here. Anyway, let's, go on, Joel. Let's, let, let's, let's keep it rolling. Uh, I was going to say I'm going to bring it back to ice hockey, but I'm absolutely not. Uh, mm. Laker, we'll let you get away. Uh, and and uh, as, as Patty, I'm sure, will say, thank you so much for, for a really good chat. But um, I, I met you uh, pre, way pre-pandemic uh, in, uh, in a local hostelry after a game weekend, and we had a chat about how uh, I thought your moustache was actually just it shouldn't be a Movember thing, that it should just be an ongoing thing, that it yeah. really added a lot to the aesthetic of Ben Lick. So it's it's been a real joy for me to see that carry on into this season. Um, I do know, <laughs> I do note a bit of goatee going on right now, so I just yeah, like to pray no. to clarify your position for me, please. No, yeah, I've just I've just <laughs> been a bit lazy lately. I need to uh, need to do a a shave for the rest of the face and get the mustache popping again that's all right davy yeah. you if if you, you just you just haven't learned to appreciate it yet it's, it's yeah. really something it's all-time hockey and long may it continue yeah. Later, don't worry I'll, I'll keep it going long may it run thank and you I, butter i really appreciate I, uh, you taking my comments on board that time yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> My I girlfriend's not very happy with you. No, I know, because she was standing beside us saying, what are you saying to him? Yeah. <laughs> I, I absolutely can add nothing to the hair chat. So on this point, <laughs> yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to say thank you very much, Ligger. You know, good luck tomorrow against the uh, the, the Glasgow clan. And uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Cheers, mate. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks for thanks, having buddy. me. Cheers, Cheers thanks, really. thanks, Thank you. Big thanks to Ben Lake. The, the, the correction of the lads over the last, all through the season, has been absolutely superb. And it's uh, it's great to have Laker on. And um, maybe he'll pay that bet this is at some point in the near future. No, We're going to go back down to training. <laughs> We're going to go back down to training. Uh, Sis had a chance earlier on the chat with Lewis Hook, Sam Roop, and Adam Keefe. Sam, uh, three more victories over Coventry. Cardiff and Manchester. Uh, games are coming thick and fast. The, the, the boys look as if they're uh, enjoying practice as well. Everything's good as it sits right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everything feels good on the ice, uh, in the locker room. Uh, the boys are really clicking well. Uh, we come to practice and uh, everyone throughout the team is establishing good habits that are uh, translating onto the ice. So, yeah, we definitely feel good. The, you obviously get through the semi-final last Wednesday against the Coventry Blaze. Uh, you know, a, a really tough team to play against when uh, obviously coming off the back of a 3-2 loss in Coventry last month. But, uh, you know, coming out there and winning 5-1 again, it's it's one of those ones where you keep winning, you just want to keep on that roll. Yeah, absolutely. That was a, that was a real character win uh, by us. Obviously, it was needed and, and it felt great. Uh, it, it gives us further further confidence going forward and uh, we'll just use it as momentum. Tomorrow night, Glasgow tomorrow night, all ready for it? Absolutely, yeah. Another challenge? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Uh, their, their team that's coming forward here, uh, they started a little bit late and uh, so don't know what to expect. They, they probably get better each day, but so do we. So looking forward to the challenge. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Real quick, wrapping the Kieran Long latest hornet. Um, and uh, coming off the back of an R3 victories in the last week, um, Coventry, Cardiff, and uh, Manchester. I've talked with a few of the boys about Cardiff and, and Coventry, but I want to touch on the Manchester game. 
last time we were in Manchester, they beat us 3 0. What was the mentality? What was the switching mentality from that game to Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, obviously, the main focus is just to keep, keep the uh, train rolling, obviously. But um, you beat that a couple of times yeah, last week. That's my, that's my line. That's my line. <laughs> but I think the biggest thing was obviously against Cardiff, we kind of owed them after two losses in Cardiff. And I think it was the same mentality in Manchester. I think. Last time we went to Manchester, we didn't play the game we wanted to, and obviously we didn't get the win. Um, so I think it was just going in there and, uh, and proving a point and um, getting the job done. Um, you got a pretty good view of uh, Jordan Boucher's goal, uh, coast to coast. Talk us through that, would you? That's crazy. It's crazy. We were just speaking about it there. I was speaking with Darcy. Like his speed, he, he can try that like so many times, and you know it's going to pay off if he tries that ten times. It's going to. It's going to connect now and again just with his speed. He's, he's faster than everyone out there, so it was a, it was a pretty goal. It's a tough place to go into in Manchester. Yeah. Um, it's a, you know, don't want to go into all the adjectives that you could use for it, but um, you know, coming out of there and, and after, you know, two, I think that the emotional and the, the energy you put in the night before against Cardiff uh, with a 6 1 victory, it must feel good as well, though. Yeah, it is. I think every game, like, obviously, like I said, we're winning a lot now, and obviously, uh, we're on a little bit of a streak, so every game, you know, we have a good mentality, and I think the main thing is just to, to continue that this weekend. You've, before you get to the weekend, you have game tomorrow night. <laughs> don't, know, don't know if you know about that one yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, Glasgow Clan tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, another tough uh, visit to uh, uh, Bray Head ahead, and, and looks as if uh, we're getting a few bodies back as well. Yeah, I think we're uh, Yeah, uh, Darcy was getting today, which is great. Absolutely. Uh, it's a big game again tomorrow, midweek. I don't know what the fan situation is there. Is it still behind? 200. 200. So it's going to be, uh, we're going to have to get ourselves going here. And uh, I think last time we played it, uh, you know, we, we played well. And I think we're just playing really well as a team right now. So we're just uh, looking to continue that. Cheers, Ricky. Cheers, mate. Adam, uh, back to work uh, after another very productive and, and successful weekend. Uh, picking up with four points against uh, Cardiff Battles, which is a really intense game in Belfast. And then obviously, Trip over to Manchester uh, with a six one victory. Yeah, a huge weekend, huge week uh, in general. Obviously, getting through in the semi, semi final, the semi finals in the cup. Forgot about that as well. That's right. And then uh, obviously followed up with a big win versus Cardiff, and then to go in a very tough building in Manchester as we found out the first time. Um, the guys are dialed in right now, and uh, you know they want more. Uh, they understand that the task that's at hand here. It's a, it's a long journey here, it's not a sprint, so uh, we need to stay consistent. Do you want me to uh, take my time here, get in the next yes, question out, because you're a bit gassed today. Um, the, the, uh, I forgot about the game last Wednesday, it's been, it feels like a, an age ago. Uh, the Challenge Cup, like through the semi-finals now, uh, but that was another uh, tough game against the Cobney Bays coming in, uh, down 3-2 after the first game. Yeah, I mean, the, you can see the determination right from the drop of the puck. I knew that, I knew that we were skating well, and um, you know, to get that goal, you know, Carpentry came out pretty hard as well, so uh, to get that first goal was huge for our, our mindset and our mentality going forward. From the second, third period, I thought we did them very much. And the guys sat out, and now they're in the semifinals, so it's a special moment for them. Back to the league game, uh, Cardiff Devils uh, in front of a really big crowd at the arena on Friday night. And uh, I think that's somebody had mentioned, and I think they're, it's probably right. That was as loud as it's been uh, at the SSC arena since potentially the, the Continental Cup final. Uh, it certainly felt that way. I mean, obviously, it's been a long time since the Continental Cup uh, final, but uh, when that buzzer went, it, you know, you could feel the buzz in the building. And the, the last time I do remember that, probably, actually, if I'm correct, it's probably the Champions League. <laughs> He's always jumping in somewhere. It's probably the Champions League uh, win over the Czech team. 
you know, and, and the next the game the next night versus Augsburg. Uh, the building was pretty loud then as well, but uh, for this season, certainly that was the loudest that the building has been. Uh, games are coming thick and fast. Glasgow tomorrow night, the next game up. I know you you don't look after uh, head after the first game, but another big challenge against the clan in uh, Brayhead. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's just another game, really. Uh, we need to approach it that uh, this past week is over. Now we focus on Wednesday and, and getting the job done in Glasgow. Thanks, Adam. No problem. Big thanks to the lads and thanks to Sis for getting down and getting those. Um, Joel, any news? Yeah, uh, so I'll look at your news and scores. Uh, my brain is barely working this week, boys, so I haven't read this back. And if it makes Who's no sense... COVID? Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that's really nice. Thanks. That'll, that'll power me on to the end of the show. <laughs> the Premier Sports Elite League, uh, last Tuesday night as the show was being recorded, the Glasgow clan returned to the Brighton <laughs> Arena to defeat the Manchester Storm by three goals to one in front of a crowd of 200, thanks to Scotland's COVID regs. And there has been an update on that, uh, which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, the clan were also in action the next night. You're going to sense a theme here. I'm going to talk a lot about the Glasgow clan uh, for a rare Tuesday, Wednesday home double header, losing to Cardiff by three goals to two. Uh, and you get the feeling as, uh, as more rearranged fixtures come out that Glasgow will be seeing a lot more of those midweek games as a season unfolds. Uh, on Thursday, the Dundee Stars defeated the Storm 4-1 up in Scotland. That was Manchester's fifth consecutive defeat since beating Nottingham 4-0 on New Year's Day. Your Belfast Giants defeated the Cardiff Devils in a one-goal one thriller at the SSC on Friday evening. Meanwhile, elsewhere, uh, the Nottingham Panthers headed to Glasgow for their uh, for the clan's third game of the week, defeating them 5-2. Uh, the Sheffield Steelers kept it rolling at the Sky Dome, beating the Coventry Blaze 2-1. On Saturday, it was a four-point weekend for Sheffield, defeating Guildford 6-5 to keep a hold of top spot with 39 points from 23 games played. It was also a four-point weekend for your Giants with a 6-1 thumping of the Manchester Storm, witnessed by our own uh, very merry Patrick Smith. The Giants keeping the pressure on Sheffield with 36 points from 23 games played, trailing by just three points. Uh, and they have to play each other quite a few times. And in, in the Glasgow clan's fourth game of the week, they defeated the Dundee Stars by five goals to three, so they got there in the end uh, at the Dundee Ice Arena. No let-up for the clan, who have another three games incoming this week as they continue to try and make up ground on the fixture list from ninth in the table. Uh, finally, on Saturday, the Nottingham Panthers were 4-2 winners in Fife, the beginning of another weekend to forget for our friend Dutz. Um, and on Sunday, it was an OT victory for the Dundee Stars over Nottingham, winning that one 5-4 at home. Uh, there was another OT victory in Guildford, but it wasn't for the Flames, as uh, my early season prediction on the Flames continues to come back to haunt me. Uh, Coventry took the extra point by four goals to three. And uh, Cardiff returned home from Belfast to defeat the Five Flyers 3-2. Um, they still sit second in the table, equal on points with Sheffield, but they've played five more games, which is a mad differential up at the top of that league table. Um, so I wouldn't read too far into that just at the moment. Um, uh, five more games on both Sheffield and the Giants. And we have Challenge Cup news uh, from this week. Your Belfast Giants have booked their place in the semi-finals with that comeback aggregate win over the Blaze that we've discussed um, with the rest of the quarterfinals being settled tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. Fife trail by 5-1 to the Steelers, but we'll have home advantage. Uh, Cardiff trail 4-2 to the Dundee Stars and we'll have home comforts as well, but no crowd. And uh, the Nottingham Panthers take a 4-2 lead into Guildford. Uh, those are your scores from around the league over the past week. And there's still nothing from Dops so far in 2022. Yeah, I think there's an extended Christmas break going on. Uh, still nothing from the Department of Player Safety. So we'll begin tonight with good news for EIHL fans and teams in Scotland. The government there has decided to relax current COVID regs from the 24th of January due to a significant fall in new case numbers, meaning the Dundee Stars, Glasgow Clan and Fife Flyers can get back to playing in front of full capacity crowds. Um, and I can only assume, boys, that we owe our thanks to friend of the show, Omar Pasha, following his appearance on Sky News with Kai Burley <laughs> this week, which is 
well worth a watch if you're on Twitter. Uh, former Nottingham Panthers coach Tim Wallace has returned to Milton Keynes to lace up the skates, signing a deal with the Lightning as a player and director of hockey development. Um, Wallace is 37 at this point, but he does 101 NHL appearances and 382 appearances in the AHL under his belt. Um, I don't know about you guys, but to me, this very much seems like the next step into the world of coaching rather than any kind of intended comeback as a player. I don't know that he maybe would have intended on lacing the skates after after going to Nottingham, but um, all the best to Tim Wallace and Milton Keynes. Uh, rescheduled games. The EIHL has released a batch of 12 rescheduled dates today covering games that have been missed with teams in COVID protocol. Uh, they say a further batch is to be released, which will complete the regular season. You can read those dates on the Elite League website. And finally, your next Premier Sports game. You don't have long to wait. It's tomorrow, Wednesday night from Cardiff as Aaron Murphy, Coach Amy and Caitlin Berry will be live with coverage of that Challenge Cup quarterfinal second leg between the Devils and Dundee Stars. Um, that's your news, Patrick Smith. Just one thing there, when Joe was talking about Dops and Dops being missing, like there was a, a knee incident in the Sheffield game the other night. I think it's Valorant. Very, very similar-ish to the, the Ben Lake one. He, he's cut inside and Valorant's hung the knee, spun the player up in the air. Hopefully the player's okay. But like goes to sit down for a couple of minutes, whereas Lakers chucked out of the game, misses the rest of that game, gets a two-game suspension. So it's interesting. I've got my cynicism about whether Dops aren't really pushing that much because of bench sizes and COVID, and you know, do yeah. we want to punish players more? Can we afford to take more players out of? The pr- are we affecting the product too much? But player safety should be the number one thing in this league because it's a job. And everybody should go home from work without being injured. And whenever there's a dirty play, it needs addressed. And if Ben Lake sat for two games for what he did, I'll, I'll send you the video later on. Valorant is equally as bad. I, I find it interesting. There's always seems to be a bit of period of time when Dobbs goes missing as well. I mean, you know, it, it we seem to have a period of like four, five, six weeks where there's nothing, and then we have a big slew of things that happen all at once. And you know, and and even like going back to not just Valorant's um kneeing but the uh but the slew foot from the other night as well uh, from the giants game you know the things that you think would be picked up aren't being picked up and it could be down to the the bench sizes i think that's been a mistake overall we've talked about that i think it's been a mistake overall in regards to the quality of the league and and maybe this is their way of combating it could be down to just i don't know is there just a concerted effort that, that with so many games being played in such a short period of time after covid they're trying not to to take too many players out to try to keep the, the level of the product on the ice. It is it is interesting. It certainly what, is interesting. What is the ruling right now? Can I forgive my ignorance? But what what is the ruling? If it's a minor penalty, then it's not reviewed, not or reviewed. is it just it's reviewed by a major? But I I thought that all game tapes are being reviewed um, by whoever, um, and if there's a play that maybe sticks out, it should be done now. We've talked like we could go in and make a whole show on this on its own, saying about coaches not reporting things because you used to have to pay for it. I don't know if that's the case anymore. Um, but I, I just don't know what's happening because that, that's I was at the game last week, obviously, the, the slew foot on uh, David Goodman. I couldn't believe it wasn't reviewed. It, I just, I, well, firstly, I couldn't believe it's a two minute minor. That's ridiculous. It should, the referee was right there. I think it was Hoagie. Um, it, it should have been a five minute major. Um, and then if it's a five-minute major penalty, it's automatically reviewed from my understanding of the rules. Yeah, I think so. But, David, again, I, I seen that. You sent me that clip or somebody had sent it on to you. It might have been Hitchy had sent it on to you. Um, and uh, 
And you know that I totally agree with you. I think it, you know, it's as it's, it's as bad. And we we you know we we held our hands up and said, you know what, Lakers, you know he, he deserved his two games. And and Valorant, from my opinion, as I say, and just like yourself, it's a very similar, if not worse, than what uh, Lakers was because I think the guy Lakers sort of tries to go the other way. Valorant didn't try and move; he put his leg out to stop the guy getting past him. Again. I don't know, but I think it was only a minor penalty. It's just that, you know, what were we talking about there? I've lost my train. I thought a wee bit there. Dops. Yeah, I know we were talking about Dops, but no, it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, <laughs> lost it. That's, lost what I was going to say there. Too that, many that, parties, boys. That, 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 that's all right, mate. That's all right. The, uh, it's going to be a good point, too. It's going to be a good it's point. Gonna, it's going to come to you. So, whenever it does, just feel free to, you know, just shout. It's also interesting, interesting point that you said there, Joel, about uh, the differential between the amount of games played. One of the things I took away from re- my very, very, very entertaining read of the Inferno forum for the Cardiff Devils after the, whenever those was that there were one or two fellas who came back and said, listen, the Giants have five games in hand on us and they're only three points behind. I don't think they're bothered whether we would have scored or not. You know, and it, it is interesting about how that how much COVID has affected that differential. Yeah, it's not something that I mean, normally used to maybe two ish games at any one time up towards the, the, the top of the standings, but to have a golf of that size is a significant advantage. The the you know the Giants have the points in the bank. The Sheffield Steelers have the points in the bank. Um, Cardiff, it's uh, it's obviously encouraging that they're there or thereabouts and, and they've got those games to make up. But uh, I wouldn't be overly confident in in my position in second in the league with with that amount of games still to play and um, another one of those unique quirks of of the kind of li- living with covid um and again i I'll, I'll revert back to it's not ideal it's not great it's obviously the glasgow clan are, are probably paying the price right now dundee have had to play a lot of games as well um through covid protocol and whatever else um it's not ideal for the league it's it's not great you, you want to have a rough idea of where everybody is at this stage in the season but again i i tip the cap to everybody that's keeping this show on the road the very fact that we're sitting here kind of late into january with everything that we've been through and hopefully now as i knock on wood again coming out of that winter period where infections are higher and hopefully kind of there'll, there'll be less and less of them um i just think that it's it's to be commended that, that we're still up and running regardless of the the differential between games played and lastly before we move on davy um omar pasha flirting with Kay burley and sky news <laughs> it's so good it's so good <laughs> do you enjoy that yeah. I didn't watch it, mate. You didn't watch it? Oh, you didn't see it? I've seen it it, it on Twitter and stuff, but it just didn't press play. So I coached Peter. Well, I did. I watched it first when she introduced him as Omar Pacha. So I left it at that. Omar Pacha. Absolutely. Omar Pacha. No, it was good. I found it entertaining. Fair play to Pash getting on. Love Pash. Sky News and giving it that sort of. He did very well, actually. He did did do very well. well. Anyway, thanks for that, Joel. Um, Three fixtures this week for the Belfast Giants, all of which are away from home. Uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, or today, sorry. If you're listening to this or watching this at 6 30 p.m., it's uh, the Glasgow clan against the Belfast Giants at the Brayhead Ice Center, as we refer to it now. And uh, hold the phone, boys. There's a, there's a webcast. I can't believe it. Oh, what? There's an actual, an actual webcast. Craig Anderson will be taking you through that game 
at the at the Glasgow clan. I don't know if they're letting in two hundred people or not. I know that the, the things aren't lifted for till next week. Yeah, but, um, not just yet. Yeah, I think they're twenty seventh or something is their first. I'm a little well, bit of a liar. I heard a little bit of Pasha's interview when they said about two hundred people only be allowed in the games, and he said, you know, at this time of year, Dundee would have two thousand in. Which do they know, Hilmar? Do they know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell you it's MRC Omar, you know. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear. Yes, yeah, 6.30 p.m. on Wednesday at Brian Ice Centre, the Glasgow clan versus Belfast Giants. And then it's the return fixture from last Friday. It's the Cardiff Devils against the Belfast Giants on Saturday at 7 p.m. behind closed doors at Ice Arena Wales. Uh, but you'll get that on Devils TV. Behind closed doors, Davey. Apparently so. Yeah. Guilford Flames versus Belfast Giants on Sunday at 6 p.m. at the Spectrum. And there's no webcast. no webcast on that. So it's Glasgow Clan on Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Uh, Cardiff Devils on Saturday, 7 p.m. Guilford Flames, no webcast, 6 p.m. on Saturday from the Spectrum. Uh, any other business, boys? Nope. It's fine to be something. I've got COVID. You've got oh, Davy's the only one left. Davy's the only one left to get COVID out of the oh, You're gonna He's the athlete. <laughs> made a strong stuff, boys. Avoiding it. Avoiding like Bristol it. water, man. <laughs> well, that's it then, boys. Then we'll just wrap it up if nobody's got anything. No? Bit of, no. bit of a shout out to Ross Manley. He's got COVID as well, apparently. So Has get he? well soon. Yeah, apparently so. Get okay. well soon, Ross. Get well soon, Ross. Sir. Get well soon, all right, Ross. mate. Oh, you give him a, you give him an autograph the other week. Listen, you, you um, just can't say no. He's uh he's one in a million, our Rosser. Uh, yeah. uh, one of the the greatest video clips of all time is Ross running down the beach after the Giants have won the Elite League. Uh, if 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 everybody could bottle that passion, my goodness, <laughs> it would sound like Cardiff at the weekend every game night. Absolutely. The, uh, and hopefully, go back right in the very start. How funny was it with regard to the, <laughs> I mean, the Cardiff Devils fans going off about the, uh, the goal being ruled out? I mean, I have to admit, I didn't post anything. Normally, I would have a bit of a you know, chirp somebody, but I have to admit, I find it very humorous. Oh, I- <laughs> My, my, I say my like I said like I said like I put on Twitter my favorite one was the ones who were saying this league's a joke this league's corrupt this league's a mess this league well take your banners down then <laughs> take your banners down if it's you know what I have to what was really good the NHL the point out where the fans were wrong I oh yeah the, the, online, and I thought that was really really good. Um, and uh, fair play to I'm assuming it was Luke, uh, the put that up. We know he's a big channel fan, so thanks very much, Luke, for, for correcting all those channels. Those devils fans, big shout also a that. sensational mid season comeback from Tom Darnell to get involved in the in the bleep storm on Twitter. <laughs> you, you just love to see that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, somebody did tweet Burns. Oh, did they? Somebody tweeted him and yeah, asked somebody first. Somebody tweeted him about it saying, What do you make of this? He came back and did no goal. I will say one thing, and I remember I, I actually texted you or WhatsApped you on Saturday night, Paddy, and said, put this on the agenda, and I sent you a screenshot. I think it was Shawnee Phillips, who should know better. Should that, know better. The personal abuse aimed at Andrew Dalton, who was doing his job, and he made the decision along with Liam Sewell, as they saw it, 
don't have they don't have any skin in the game. They just made the decision as they see it. And sometimes the refs get it right, sometimes the refs get it wrong. But we say without them, there is no game. They're part of the furniture. And we lambast them over the years. We stick up for them thoroughly over the years. We've made friends with a lot of them over the years because at the end of the day, they're hockey fans too. And the personal abuse that was levied towards them for a refereeing decision was absolutely disgusting. I want to see Sean, who doesn't know me, I'll be saying to him, sort sort your life. That's just bang out of order. Knock it on the head now. Knock it on the head, kid. Yeah, for a while. I think, I think, I think you, know, I, I, you think, you think. I agree with you, David. I agree with you. I think it's, it was disgusting. I did see some of the comments. And again, there was only people below Sean Furness. I don't know if he started that thread, uh, but there was only people below that. And it's, you know, uh, maybe the day after, but we may have had a couple of drinks in the kit. Um, but you know, there's an absolute need what he's because again, at the end of the day, Andy was right. I mean, there was no goal, he was backed up by everybody else. And, and as you say, they sue and uh, come out and say yep. that this is the right He made the right decision, so he didn't deserve that. And look, I, I've given um, you know, ultimate hassle over the years because the decisions that he's that I thought he's got wrong, and in all fairness, probably 90% of the stuff he's actually got right. Um, so you know, I'm not admitting that I'm wrong, but. No, it was a very, very entertaining evening, but uh, and hopefully, hopefully, we uh, will we'll get a, a similar entertaining evenings over the over the next week. Um, on that, well, gentlemen, big thanks to Ben Lake, to Sam Rupp, to Lewis Hook, and to Adam Keith for joining us. Big thanks to Simon for getting down the training. <laughs> big thanks to Davey for putting those videos together uh, for, for the goals. I know you'd cut in a couple of the other bits and pieces, so thanks to that, Davey. And big thanks to Joel for the news. <coughs> Just goes to show how much of a team, as I said last week, how much of a, a, a team production this really is. Um, thank everybody who tweeted in with their questions for Ben Lake and the likes. Uh, you can get us on uh, Twitter, at AVFTB, on Facebook. You can get us on YouTube, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast, all the other podcasts clients podbean likes at kingdom of the giants.com of course and the three games as i said glasgow clan against belfast giants wednesday at 6 30 p.m uh cardiff devils versus belfast giants at 7 p.m on saturday and guilford flame i was that's behind closed doors sorry behind closed doors and guilford flames uh, against the belfast giants on sunday at, uh, at 6 p.m from the spectrum no webcast on that thank you very much gentlemen cheers boys Paddy, as Lyndon Springer would say, see you next Tuesday. See you. <laughs> it's fantastic. Absolutely. And uh, we're, we're... Is there a membership <clears throat> fee for this? And wherever you are this... <laughs> wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey. We catch you here next time on A View From... Sports Social Podcast Network.